It's a good show. Hey, I'm W. Earl Brown, but my friends call me Earl. So call me Earl. You're listening to Radio 8 Ball. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Give us a shake. We're here in the studio, tempting fate. Wherever you are, put questions to the songs which we will randomly select you with the help of our friends. Synchronicity, oh, oh. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. It's a Radio 8 Ball. And welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones here in the studio with Abby Weems. What's up? Of the band Potty Mouth. She is providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations. And now joining us in the studio, we always have a try and have all kinds of special guests to ask questions. And they're all special, but for me, this is particularly special. We had a little love fest in the last one with <laughs> Shireen and Abby, and now it's time. For a little man-on-man love, me and Derek Mears. Derek Mears, welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Hi, Andres. Hi, Abby. Good good to see you. Nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. Now, those who don't know Derek Mears, well, shame on you. Look him up on IMDb. (laughs) His credits are are numerous, particularly because a lot of people who tune into the... Of the very few people who tune into this show, a lot of them may know me, probably know me from Nightmare on Elm Street, and so there are a lot of horror fans who tune into the show. And Derek is Jason, a Jason. You mean Jason Voorhees? Yeah, the, yes. I'm the newest version of uh, of Jason. The newest version being nine years ago. Oh. You are hilarious. the you're the Jackie Earl Haley of the Friday the Thirteenth reboots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a huge uh, giant nerd. People go uh, like, "What do you do for a living?" People who don't know, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm a professional child. I play pretend for a living. That's what <laughs> I do." Yeah, he's a big, big, big baby. <laughs> like if you that punches people in the faces, yes. and throw them out windows. Yes, I uh, and I, I also said before you were you were kick puncher with John Community. So you worked with Lando Calrissian, <laughs> the new Lando. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, that was a hoot. My uh, my tie-ins with uh, with Dan Harmon and uh, from doing Channel 101 and whatnot. So uh, yeah, when they called us, said, "Hey, do you want to come do this uh, kick puncher character?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, sounds great." Yeah, you're you're old school with this with this crew. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, oh my God, I've known these guys since I was 17 years old. Yeah, crazy, right? Now that well, like, how old were you when? No, we we worked in basically Derek's first lead in a movie was almost my last. <laughs> so we met at different stages of our careers, That's so funny. of our acting careers, in a really awful little film called Tripwire that probably no one has seen. Tripwire, but, what? Oh, why did I call what, it Tripwire? What film are you in? Sorry, Wait, I, what do we do? I'm what? sorry. It's called the Hurricane, the Hurricane Festival. Festival. I, uh, they all blur together. No, that's totally fine. I like. I do the same thing. I'm like, I don't. I don't want to see like a jerk when people are like, "Hey, were you in that?" I'm like, uh, No, no. Let me look it up on IMDb. Yeah. I was. I was. That's yes. me. Hurricane <laughs> Festival. Sorry. Hurricane and in Hurricane Festival. Festival, I played this magician, this sort of sleazy, sort of huckster scam artist, Nick the magician. Yeah, that's fun. And and Derek played Pet Boy who was a psychic. He could smell the oh. future. 
Yeah. And we played out this of mice and men drama yeah, across the country. Midnight Cowboy of Mice and Men road trip movie. Uh, yeah. It was my first wow. film where I got my SAG card. I remember being so incredibly stoked. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm a huge horror nerd myself as okay. a fan. I always say I'm a fan representing the fans. So I was like, <laughs> wait, Andros Jones, are you from Nightmare Elm? Nightmare on Elm Street? He's legit. Holy cow. I get out of here. Okay, okay, just bring my A game. Okay, I, I was, uh, was so new and raw. It was so much fun. So yeah. much fun. And, and we had a wild time. And since then, I have marveled at just, I mean, not marveled, but just enjoyed taking great pleasure in watching you just keep showing up in one thing after <laughs> another after another. And you play tough guys, but you're really funny. You know, and and, uh, and yeah, and so it's a joy. To, and we're, just, we're really just reconnecting. We actually recorded this very, very intimate, personal, one-on-one Radio 8 ball and then technical difficulties oh. because of that we lost them. So of course. So now we have Derek here and I'm trying to, to remember if there were any particular yeah, I think I talk about I think I, I hit on all the salient points putting us in this place. So uh, is there anything before we get into your question is there anything else you want to share with us about what's going on in the world of Derek Mears? I don't know what what is all you want to talk about. I've got a bunch of Being stuff. Being ripped, that's what it is. <laughs> You're, so You're so sweet. You're so so sweet. You'll see it in the pictures. Oh he's, a, he's a big strong man. No, I mean what do you mean like, like things that have come out or like what do you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah. Improv, comedy, what? Where can people see you? What uh, well, I mean, just, re- just recently on, on, on the TV and film stuff, um, I just finished a run. Uh, I had a reoccurring on the uh, the Flash, which is super fun. Uh, I got to be uh, a character called Dwarf Star, where I got to shrink things. And I was Whoa. such a giant nerd going, what? I got to do what? Like, <laughs> oh, so uh, I could not get me off set. I was constantly playing. Um, but uh, uh, what else? I got a bunch of stuff that's coming out. Um, but more importantly, um, on my free times, uh, what I love doing is um. Saying improv doesn't give it enough girth. It's more of experimental theater. But I do a show called The Resistance here in Hollywood, and it's it's an unscripted, uh, long-form narrative action movie. So Whoa. there's six of us on stage who are performing, uh, and there's a guy off stage who uh, uh, is a keyboardist and is a composer, and he improvises and scores it live. Uh, there's a guy in the booth doing the soundscapes, uh, uh, pulling stuff off the internet, doing like any type of recorded music, lighting, uh, basically directing the show. And also on stage, we have these giant kind of like stunt pads where I've had them custom made where we'll build scenes on the spot uh, uh, and do full improvised fights. We'll go into the crowd, we'll Whoa. play with them. And that it's just, sick. oh man, it's so <laughs> much fun to do. Cause like, I keep bringing out, like uh, I have my industry friends from uh, different artists and different mediums, but like, mm-hmm. hey, like, our whole purpose is we, there's no ego on our side. We just want to tell a story and we want you to be a part of it and be happy and be entertained. Mm-hmm. And so when my industry friends come, I'm like, hey, you're a musician. Like, what would you do differently? Like, what do you think? Hey, you're a, a video tech guy. Like, what do you, do? It's, it's so much fun. Yeah. Uh, but because of that, which is crazy, uh, I just found out right before coming into the uh, studio, we've been there uh, at a place called I.O. West on Hollywood Boulevard for a very long time. And uh, just recently, uh, sadly, we just found out today that uh, they're closing. Uh, so we have two weeks left, and but we'll be fine. Like, we'll get offers to go <sighs> other places and perform. Um, Trump! Yeah, it's crazy. So uh, we're really bummed yeah. out about that. They've been uh, very nice I feel like to that us. that keeps happening around here. Yeah, it keeps dying out, yeah. which is weird. Took their tax cut and just went, no, I'm kidding. Nah. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it's one of those things, doing improv. One of the things I talk about on the show a lot is the difference between well, I talk about intelligence, that the idea of Radio 8 Ball is that we are striving for intelligence. And what I define intelligence as is being in a place of not knowing, mm. of being willing to be open to 
the new piece of information. If you come to a situation knowing something, I feel like that's a less intelligent, that's how you get arguments about, well, it's like this, it's like this, as opposed to, well, how is it like that? I mean, what is the part that I don't understand? If I disagree with mm -hmm. you, it's probably a misunderstanding on some level, at least of at least if I'm getting bent out of shape. I don't get what you're saying because you're probably not saying I'm an asshole, which is what it seems like you're mm -hmm. saying when we're disagreeing or whatever. Like, yeah. not you, but <laughs> so. But and the, the the point of this is like doing improv, being an improv guy. That the whole that the whole thing there is not knowing is getting on stage in front of a bunch of people and being in this place of like. Lee? Was literally, in my opinion, it's like one of the most purest art forms, is because like it's Pure like you're jumping out of a plane yeah. and without a parachute, and you figure it out on the way down. But it's also that magic moment, just in art in general, where there's a group mind where there's six of us, and also with the keyboardist and also, or, yeah. sorry, the, the composer and with the, uh, the the sound director, working in unison. It's kind of like seeing like a shooting star. Yeah, you see it all together and you all recognize it, but then it's gone forever, and all you have is going, "Hey, remember when?" And so it's kind of that purest fun because you don't know what's going to happen. You have to be on your toes and basically roll with it 100%. So, uh, which is what we're going to do now. Yeah. This, this is kind of an, it's a psychological improv game where you ask a question. <laughs> we're going to pick a song at random and uh, then uh, Abby's going to play it. And we're going to figure out how it answers the question. So, That's Derek, I know yes. you have, you're a man full of questions. Yes, a lot of questions. I want to, I'm going to lighten it up a little bit. Uh, I have a... <laughs> A serious uh, question I got to thinking on the way here. Because I remember last time I did like a way too dark a question, so I'm going to change it up now. Uh, you guys don't know this already, but uh, recently I have a new puppy. Uh, he is the we. we you ever need a dog walker? Oh That's my god! My job. Really? No kidding! Oh my god! We will talk afterwards. Like, okay. are you kidding me? Um, I love this dog so much. We fostered. Uh, we got him from a foster family. Uh, he's something called a boxkey. Which I've never heard of before. It's half boxer, half, half husky. husky. Oh, and wow. he's like the cutest little, he's like well, the Rob Lowe of puppies. I need to see pictures. Oh, I will show you. He is <laughs> bonkers gorgeous. Uh, that's not why we got him, of course, but that just happened to be that way. But uh, he's just turned seven months uh, two days ago. And when we got him uh, at eight weeks, he was about the size of my foot. And we're like, oh, you know, we don't know how big it's gonna get. Like, no, we, we just want to rescue him, he's make sure. Be big. Oh my God. <laughs> it's seven months and he is now 55 pounds. Uh, he oh is still growing. He's giant. Yeah. He's bigger. We have six animals all together now. Well. And he's now my biggest dog and like he's running around the house and he has his giant head and like bouncing into the refrigerator <laughs> and like, huh, life's great. You're, oh my God. So we're worried going like, wait a second. like. He's gonna get bigger. How big yeah. is he gonna get? One fish, two fish, oh, red man. fish, boxkey. Yeah, <laughs> holy cow! Also, it's very funny. Like, also, I guess boxkey boxkeys are so rare or something. I've never heard of it. I typed it in the Google, and yeah. like, pictures for my dog pictures pop up in the Google search. I'm like, oh, my dog's super popular. <laughs> so my question is, uh, uh, we, we, I don't know why my fiance and I have hit the 70 pound mark. We're going like, is yeah. he gonna be over 70 pounds? Like, is he gonna be bigger than we expect and actually have a dog dog? Because like right now, like for fun, like he hops up on the bar stools and sits there like a human being. <laughs> and we're like, how do you know how to jump? Oh what God. happened? <laughs> so my question is, is he gonna keep getting, is he gonna be bigger than 70 pounds? Because 70 okay. is kind of our cutoff what's, point. What's, we'll keep him, of course. What's, what's his him. name? What's his name? His name is Charlie Atari. Charlie Atari the Boxkey. Yeah. Will Charlie Atari the Boxkey mm -hmm. gain 
more weight than 70 pounds. Okay. <laughs> okay, and now to engage the pop oracle, you get to spin the wheel of eight. Ooh, oh. Abby, I'm really worried about nah, this. Na, 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 na. Give it a good spin. We love mm. That is a durable wheel. Yeah. Does not want it spin. is song number four, which is <laughs> Long Haul. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay, interesting. Let's see.
And that was The Long Haul. That was from so good. Abby Weems, the answer to Derek Mears' question about what, uh, Atari. Charlie, Charlie Atari. Charlie Atari, the box key, and whether he will Real big. get bigger than 70 pounds. I was yeah. going to estimate 70. When you said yeah. 70, I was like, that sounds right. Holy cow. <laughs> so uh, before we get into ter- talking about how that song answers the question, just tell us a little, bit, a little bit about where that song comes from. Well, okay, so that song is just written about uh, like going on tour and making friendships all around the country and how, like, because you go and you play a show and then someone puts you up at their house and you create these, like, really meaningful relationships with people that you normally would never know right? Um, and how like some of the people who know you best are like the people from those situations. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you ever toured? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, with, with acting and. With, with oh yeah. Theater, it's a, yeah. the same kind it's of, the same lifestyle, different kind of, kind of feeling, but yeah, yeah. yeah, the same thing where you're like thrown into it with people. Yeah. Hi, nice to meet you. Well, oh, and go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you meet different, different people on the road and, like, yeah, the lonely hotels and meeting, you know. <laughs> I'm always the guy also. I'll, put, I'll get put up in the fancy hotels, right? I don't mm-hmm. buy into the Hollywood BS. So my, I'm a guy who always makes friends like the staff going, oh, man, we're going to hang out. Like, cool. Is that rich guy yeah. treat you like crap? Like, dude, what? Oh, don't you just want to murder him? Like, how do you have that patience? So, yeah. yeah. You know, with a big guy like you, you shouldn't say murder. It's just scary. So, what do you think about that? While you were listening to it, how do you th- feel like it related to? Well, I'm, I think I'm probably like uh, sculpting it to what I want it to be. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's what but we all do. Yeah. I kept the one the line that kept ringing in my head is some things are going to ch- change, yeah. but it's worth the wait. Well, oh, the weight, the worth, worth the weight, the double meaning for yeah. weight, for weight. Going, it's worth yeah. it. Like he's going to change, but it's going to be worth waiting. Also, his actual weight. Yeah, that, that is in pounds. Yeah, yeah. My one thing that I thought about once I started playing this, there's that one line: "As long as there's somewhere, someone out there, it like." And I was thinking. As long as there's a dog walker out there. <laughs> oh, she's working the gig. Yeah, she's yeah, working not the gig. It's not going to be as much of a problem. So. Oh, man. Well, I was just thinking mathematically, somewhere out in the middle. Yeah, so, like, maybe not. Like, oh, so okay. if, yeah. if right now 50 is it and 70. It could know, be 60. It could be around yeah. 60. It could be 60. That's yeah, fair. Okay. Somewhere right. out in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, holy cow. That would be okay. I'm, I mean, I, even if he does go over 70, I'm not that, I'm not that horrible. <laughs> well, owner, you know, like, no way. You're out, bro. Well, what's what's great about this is that, uh, you know, these shows, like these this podcast is evergreen. It, it's the the time, even though we're, we're doing it here on February 13th, uh, not two, 2018, we have no – I mean, everyone who's listening to it is listening to it later than this. And then some of them mm-hmm. are going to be listening maybe potentially much, much later. So when your dog, when mm-hmm. Charlie reaches what you would say when, – when Charlie tops out, when you feel like, <laughs> report <laughs> and let us know. Yeah. You know right. We'll put a picture and All then right. people will look at it and it will be like it just happened. Oh, it just like – it magically appeared. There's Charlie. <laughs> Send us a picture of Charlie now and like yeah. a before and after. That's it. smart. That's really smart. I'll do and that. And then we'll put that, that on there. And then Charlie, as Charlie's, and especially, this is just selfish for me. You know, you're going for your dog walking gig. I'm like, this is the most famous box game in the world. I, wonder, you know. <laughs> That's so I mean, funny. I mean, Derek, you're—I mean, you're kick puncher and all, but no, no, he's, Boxky, way, he's, he's way more interested than I. Am. There's a lot of big tough guys in Hollywood, yeah, but yeah. Box, but Charlie's the yeah. only Boxy the internet knows, as far as I'm concerned. He's, he's pretty unique. Pretty unique. This is so much fun. 
<laughs> well, uh, well, I th- okay, so I feel like we got a pretty good answer there, and you did lighten it up, which is good. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's but... a, so uh, we did, are you done on The Flash? Is that done? Yeah, yeah, all done with The Flash. Um, yeah, moving on to some other projects, had some appearances, and that's the one thing that drives me. I, 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 I still don't get where it's like, the uh like doing the conventions and whatnot in between like the tv oh and... you love it Come i know on. i know I, I love it i what i don't get is like why like i don't because you're I'm jason to anything like but people go <laughs> I, i'm always like let me get this straight in between tv and film jobs you're going to have me fly around the world and hang out with people and sign autographs who love the same thing that i do and have a party for the weekend like are you, are you my eight-year-old yeah, mind you, is blowing you won life yeah i'm like thanks universe <laughs> like this is the best and then you become friends with people that like some of the older actors that you're a fan of. Yeah. You get to find out the super secrets that happen on the shows that you know they're not allowed to talk about on the DVD. Mm-hmm. And you try to be cool and like not nerd out, going, "Oh, that's fantastic, great. Oh, so that really happened, Lance Hendrickson. Oh, great, I love aliens. What? <laughs> How did I get here? I'm from a small town in Bakersfield. Come on." Which wait, is, you're in a small town in Bakersfield, oh, like Tehachapi? No, no, no. I, I grew up in Bakersfield. Okay. That's what my my hometown is Bakersfield, and like it's I'm on this crazy journey. Like I'm always like just so thankful. Bakersfield, like, where they shot Fat City, I believe the but, John Houston film. Oh, did they really? Yeah. Yeah, Bakersfield's like known for like agriculture, uh, the worst air quality in the U.S., uh, country well, music like like um, Merle, Haggard. Haggard's Merle Haggard, uh, the rock band Corn, and uh, Meth. So yeah, <laughs> sounds about right. <laughs> and Fat City. And Fat City. With, uh, I think, Jeff Bridges. was in it. Good film. Stacey Keach, Jeff Bridges, Susan Terrell. <laughs> Give us a synopsis. Uh, they're a bunch of, like, they're a bunch of losers living in Bakersfield. Oh, too close to home for me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> me. Uh, it's a, you know, this, we can get into all kinds of things about that. But, no, no, uh, uh, well, for all of you out there in Bakersfield, just remember that the future could be bright for you too you could you could make it to hollywood and be hanging out with lance henriksen just like Derek mears <laughs> i'm not trying to i just made it up i'm not trying to name drop it sounds like no you said in that, that show that radio eight ball show you guys are best friends like what no it's not lance is your father he's not right. no, it's just escalating no yeah, the, the, see we we're talking about the the brains that shireen and i have that are self-critical mm-hmm. he has he's got the same engine but it's about it's for the absurd and for comedy and for improv. <laughs> for sure, for sure. He just was improving with himself there. He just escalated his improv. From, Masturbatory yes, improv. It's yes. wonderful. It's wonderful. <laughs> I don't need anybody else. I got myself. Well, and uh, if any of you ever, if you any of you find Hurricane Festival, don't mistake it for Tripwire, oh which is God. another bad film I was in. But that's a whole other story. Is Hurricane Festival even? It's not even. You can't get it. Anymore. No, no. Yeah, I don't think anyone's no. seen it. No, it's I have my like a... favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Nobody... sorry, sound of You hear that stupid laugh? No, there, there, it, well, there is a funny synchronicity in it. In that, there's a scene where Pep, Pet Boy. I want to say Pep Boys, but it's Pet yeah. Boy. Pet where Boy. Pet Boy does this thing with the radio, where he's like, "I know what's going to be on the radio. I know what's going to be on the radio," and he starts saying words, and then he'll mm. play, turn the radio on, and the radio is saying those words, oh, which is wow. kind of what yeah, we're yeah. doing here on Radio Eight Ball, using music as an oracle. And he was tapping into music as an oracle okay, years okay. before we, before <laughs> I started doing Radio Eight Ball. So I don't want to say that he influenced it, but uh, <laughs> and also the it was his idea. Gets nude in it. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, you're so bored. Look, thinks, it look it up now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what everyone wants to see when they look at me and you, Derek. They're like, I yeah. want to see the little guy naked. <laughs> <laughs> So silly. Oh my god! You got so naked funny. too, though. Uh, that's true. <laughs> okay. Whatever. It's fun when I. And talk, since when you're I talk about you, it's not fun when you talk about me being. Naked. Since you're and since you have the bald head, you're yeah. always more naked than me. Ah, that's true. 
Uh, <laughs> so stick out like a thumb because I look like a thumb. Weird. <laughs> like a big sexy thumb. Big sexy thumb. That was really weird also. Right. like That's like being like the first job, you know, your first like official SAG job and going like, I remember like, meeting people going like, oh, I'm so-and-so, I'm your DP. And I'm like, I have no idea what those initials need. I mean, are mean. I have no <laughs> idea. I was so, so The director fun. of photography, yeah. Derek. Oh, uh, that's what it means? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Like, you still didn't know? I should have looked that up. I'm always glad to be able to help you out yeah, as the man. old pro. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Derek Mears. You're uh, you're a fantastic guy, and I love having you on the show. Uh, and this has been an absolute hoot. And Abby, it's been so lovely, like like yeah, not knowing you before. Listen, like, like so lovely. <laughs> to get, I got the like, front row seat going. Like, yes, more music. This is amazing. Like so talented. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Well, now you are merged forever. Thanks for listening to Radio Eight Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Ball.